AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by the crop insurance industry. With increasing commodity prices, higher price volatility, and rising input costs, America's farmers and ranchers are relying on crop insurance more now than ever before to provide individualized protection and to secure operating loans. Protecting 256 million acres of farmland and 350 commodities across the U.S., crop insurance is the primary safety net for many farmers, enabling them to supply our country with food and fiber year after year. Crop insurance, providing peace of mind now and for the next generation of agriculture. And now, AgriPulse Open Mic. Pam Johnson, president of the National Corn Growers Association. Welcome to AgriPulse Open Mic. Well, thanks a lot, Ken. There's been a bill introduced in the House of Representatives that challenges the renewable fuel standard, and it appears to have a lot of backing at this time from the livestock industry, grocery industry, uh, the retail sector, and petroleum. Do you feel it's a serious threat to corn-based ethanol production? We do feel that it's a serious threat to corn-based ethanol production, and um, there's been the bill would include um, repeal of the RFS and then also removal of the corn ethanol piece to the RFS, which we consider a serious threat. And I think you have to look at the big picture, um, go back historically, and and look at the times when. Corn prices have not been like they were this last year and how important it was for us as corn growers to work together to build demand for corn, whether it was, you know, helping our own domestic livestock industry, um, helping with that um, burgeoning birth of of the ethanol industry, and, of course, always working on our exports. So we see it going into the future as a critical piece of, demand for corn as we look and, you know, we all know that once we get past this drought of 2012, we're on a track to produce many bushels of corn with a record year this next year. So, you know, 97 million acres, um, 14.4 billion bushels of corn, uh, you know, they're calling for 163 bushel yield. And ending stocks at two billion bushels in average price I've heard now anywhere from four to five dollars. So ethanol is a critical piece to a corn grower's um, profitability now, this next year, and going into the future as we produce more corn. Do you think if the RFS were eliminated, corn would go even lower than that number? You know, I'm not an economist, but it certainly could. And I think um, one thing that's really been a game changer for all of us that we didn't expect when that RFS was written about um, the the increasing demand, the, the game changer of um, discovery of more natural gas, uh, discovery of oil here, which is great. And also, you know, we think that renewable fuels is an important part of our country's fuel going forward, even though that we've had these game changers. Well, suppose the uh, RFS is eliminated and the petroleum industry doesn't have to use ethanol, but they still have to provide gasoline that is uh, appropriate for the Clean Air Act. What are they going to put in it if they don't have to put ethanol in? 
You know, I don't I don't know what the petroleum industry's st- strategic plans are, but you know, ethanol, corn ethanol is the least expensive, um, safest oxygenate. You know, we've all lived through the period of MTBE and and when we looked at the at the consequences of using that as an oxygenate, how welcome everyone it was to ethanol. And I, I think a piece of the problem is now um, with the American economy in general and um, consumers having less money to spend, the number of gallons used just in plain gasoline in the United States has greatly decreased where, you know, we thought we'd be at a time now when those gallons would have to increase through the years in the future. What's your view of the future of cellulosic ethanol production? I think it's got potential. And, you know, as corn growers, we were also always advocating for, you know, we have we have that corn fiber and that biomass already collected at, at the dry mill ethanol plants in um in, in the hemicellulose and, and um, pieces of corn that could, the fiber that could be used to make more ethanol or it could be used to make some high value chemicals. So, you know, cellulosic ethanol future is built on the back of the success of corn ethanol. So that's why it's so important as um, the debate's going on in Washington, D.C., to keep that corn ethanol piece viable. Pam Johnson, let's turn to the Farm Bill, second go-round. Do you think there will be a bill by September 30th, and uh, will it be to your liking? Well, I'd sure like to think so, Ken. Um, You know, last year we were starting out, we'd already had hearings in the Senate, and things rolled along quite nicely, and then we hit a roadblock. So I hope that the principals in D.C. now are willing to sit down and, uh, you know, we've been promised there'll be markup out of the Senate, maybe even in April. And the House has also promised that they're going to take up the bill. So we're looking forward to working with both of those ag committees and hoping that they can um, have some good debate and get it to a conference committee and compromise and come out with a farm bill this year because we do not want another extension and we do, for many reasons, need a five-year comprehensive farm bill. That's, you know, the drought of 2012 just proved to all of us why risk management is so important to farmers. Let me ask you some pieces of this farm bill. Speaking as the president of the National Corn Growers, would you give up direct payments? Yes, yes, we would. Um, as a farmer, as me personally, and me as a president of the National Corn Growers, I say yes, definitely. We talked about this in our policy development, even in grassroots meetings out in rural communities. What's important to you as a farmer? And it wasn't those direct payments. It was let's transition those into uh, a better crop insurance program and a revenue-based risk management program that complements that crop insurance that protects against multi-year declines in prices and yields, which we all know after coming off of this year are quite likely that the price of corn will go down. I'm going to reopen the Civil War with this one, but do you favor target prices? Well, corn growers do not. Um, If target prices are a piece of this farm bill moving forward, you know, it's our position that 
that those target price options must be decoupled from planted acres so that we don't have market distortions in in planting by farmers. And, you know, I've farmed for 40 years with my husband. We've been through the target price era, and, you know, it's got many problems. How do you set a meaningful fixed um, price? I think the one for corn now is $3.70. And I think more importantly... In a year like last year, if you didn't produce the bushels, that target price program isn't going to help you one bit with with your risk management. Let's turn to an era that seems like we're moving into with the biotech seed companies that instead of suing each other, they've now decided to license each other's products. Do you see that as beneficial for corn growers? You know, farmers really have relied on and adopted biotechnology. So I think this move, this move by our biotech companies certainly does help us. You know, as a farmer, we know, once again, as we came through that drought last year, we would not have been able to produce 10.7 billion bushels of corn with no rain in prior years when we didn't have access to the best seed genetics. So you know, we we know that pipeline of new products is robust and full, and we want to take, be able to take advantage of that as growers, not just to benefit ourselves. But um, I had a, a, a trade mission trip to Asia just a couple weeks ago, and the talk, all the talk there is about food security, and consensus is if we're going to have food security for. Nine billion people by 2050, biotechnology is the key to that. Let me finish up, Pam Johnson, with uh, I know that you are a person who believes that you have to be engaged in the political process on behalf of your industry. But I also know that there are a lot of corn growers who love the yield contest that the National Corn Growers has because they define themselves as just a production unit do you find that that is a detriment to your organization and to corn farmers across the country that so few are really dedicated to the political process? You know, I think the day has gone by where the average farmer, whether you're in the whether you're at the top of your game and winning the corn yield contest or whether you're um, my neighbor out here in Floyd County is that you have to step up your pace, and you have to get involved in telling your story. You know, we've seen how critical that is in getting um, the farm bill moved, uh, support for renewable standard, all those things that are so important to an individual's bottom line and profitability. And I think um, many people have just been letting um, other people tell their story, and we're losing we're losing ground. So if it's anything that we've tried to say this winter, it's... Um, Get involved. doesn't take very long. You know, the weather's not conducive to planning in many areas of the country right now. So, you know, get out your phone and, and make a call to the Capitol Switchboard in D.C. and let your voice be heard. And, you know, that number, 202-224-3121. And um, when, when you make your voice heard, then, you, then you, you've done your part. And I think... You know, we all know the cure to high prices is high prices. We're going to see some maybe challenging times ahead, so let's make sure that you are advocating for the product that you grow.
Pam Johnson, Floyd County, Iowa farmer and president of the National Corn Growers Association. Thank you for being our guest on AgriPulse Open Mic. Well, thank you, Ken, and thank you for giving us the chance to tell our story. AgriPulse Open Mic has been brought to you by the crop insurance industry, providing peace of mind now and for the next generation of agriculture. I'm Ken Root.